Okay, recording now. Hello, Pancreation Philosophy, episode 136. I'm your host, Potrolo Cruz. Thank you for joining us today. And with me today is my guest, my good friend, Sean Wade. Welcome to the show, Sean. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Oh, no. Honor is all mine. Great to have you here. Uh, I, of course, met you through, you know, martial arts, and we trained together at AMC. But I guess... At this point, um, just want to hear like your story in terms of like so. I guess like where 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 did you grow up at? Yeah. Uh, initially, it was uh, it's it was uh, what they call Covington now. It was Kent back oh, in the day. Oh, Everything okay. was just Kent, but yeah, uh, before they, they incorporated it. and all that. Yeah. So it was Covington now. But yeah, I grew up there. Okay. Uh, till about middle school, and then um, we moved over to Burien, and that's okay. where I ended up going up before I left. For the Marines. For the Marines. Okay, yeah. and then. Going into the Marines, like was was that, like was that a decision? Did you have did you had your mind made up, or how did you come up with that decision? Yeah. Um. So I'm sitting here my senior year, and I'm thinking, man, I didn't really have direction. Yeah. Uh, I was playing ball, and I had got a, a scholarship to go play ball at Central. Okay. But I didn't know necessarily uh, if I was ready for school. You know, I'm graduating, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, but college to me was kind of like, oh, that's the next step, and yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know what if I don't make it, and what am I gonna do? And I said, I need some type of direction. I think I was a little, uh, <laughs> a little <laughs> immature for it. So <laughs> I think I made the right choice, and a yeah. buddy of mine went and signed up, and I said, oh, the military. I said, oh, you know, and I bought into it, like, oh, they'll feed you, they'll clothe you, they house yeah. you, yeah. everything's for free, and you make money, and you get to go places and shoot yeah. guns and do things. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Okay. Uh, I, ironically, my first choice was the Air Force. Okay. Uh, I want to be a fighter pilot. I'm sure, like all young guys, and, like fly jets and <laughs> yeah. get all the girls and watch Top Gun. Top Gun, <laughs> yeah. there it is, man. And um, but then, uh, you know, thinking about it, I went talk to the recruiter, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, yep, you need at least six years of uh, college, like science and math." And so I'm like, "Bro, you just lost me." <laughs> so if I was gonna do that, I would fighter went, pilot lost. Yeah, lost. <laughs> I would have went and played football. And yeah. Did that, so I went over to the Marine Corps and said, hey, sign me up. Okay, okay. And then, well, I guess like a little bit before that, you said, so play, like, would you have played like football in Central? Was that, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, yeah. I was a free safety in okay. high school, and they had me, uh, it was a, you know, it's a D2 school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would have had, they offered me a scholarship to go to Central, and I took a tour and had fun and everything, but I just knew I was probably wasn't ready for it, and what have probably ended up... Uh, partying out and mm-hmm. being immature like most <laughs> so, yeah i made the right decision got it just knowing yourself from there so yeah so you did the marines and then so how was how was that experience like yeah. it was great uh i don't regret ever joining the military mm-hmm. um, there are some things if i were to do it again i'd probably do different mm-hmm. and i'm sure that's anything in life yeah, yeah. but uh, i never regret it. it was a great experience uh i met some uh, lifelong brothers you know guys that uh I could not talk to for 10 years and then talk to them tomorrow and pick up like we, we just had a conversation yesterday. They're my lifelong brothers, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did that and got to see a lot of places and do a lot of things and and opened a lot of opportunities for me later in civilian life. Okay, okay. And then, okay, so you, you did the Marines and then, so what was, uh, speaking of civilian life, so what was it like coming back? Like how many, like how many years did you do in the Marines? Yeah. I did a total of, uh, we do a total of eight. That was my contract. Eight. Okay. And then um, come back home. 
So I was in an inactive period when I was home. Mm -hmm. Just basically, I was still under contract, but at any time they could call me back up if mm -hmm. you know something were to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately for me, nothing did happen when I came back home. So just uh, adjusted back to civilian life as best you can and, and started to go to work. Okay, okay. And then, so you're back, back in civilian life. So then how did, um, how did you start training martial arts? So funny, funny story, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're all guys, right? And yeah. before we get any formal training and mm -hmm. start, you know, learning our craft, we're all like, I know how to throw a punch. <laughs> I know I, I can fight. I'm a guy. Uh. Yeah. And so I was working down in Seattle as a, as a bouncer mm -hmm. down in the Pioneer Square. Yeah. Remember one night. We were walking, me and my friends were walking to uh, get ready to start our night shift, and some guy bumped me in the shoulder, typical <laughs> macho stuff, when we were walking by, yeah. and we ended up uh, brawling. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting into the ground with him, took him to the ground, mm -hmm. but then when I got to the ground, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it ended up being kind of like a stalemate on the ground, where mm -hmm. we're like, hey, we're done, okay, whatever. My buddy ended up separating us, and I said, "All right, cool." And we started walking. The guys, like, "Well, I'm not done." And then my buddy's like, "Yeah, you already turned around and cracked him." And yeah, that was it. But I was like, "Man, I got to learn." Mm -hmm. You know, I joined, uh, I guess, for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah, I said, "I want to yeah. learn how to fight so I can beat people up." And then, yeah, after I joined, I started training and, and becoming more disciplined. Mm -hmm. The better I got, the less inclined I was to fight. I was like, "Yeah," because mm -hmm. I, you know, as you know, you know what you're capable of when you start getting better. You don't need to prove yourself or do anything unless it's life threatening. For sure. And I guess when you said like you joined, like so, how did you hear about? Uh, how did you hear about the place that you ended up joining? Uh, so my roommate, uh, same guy who's working with me, yeah. he's like, "Oh man, AMC, that's where all the the you know badasses go. It's one of the it's the yeah. best school and this and that." And he started yeah. rattling names, and he's like, yeah. "And it's in Kirkland." I was living yeah. in Kirkland at the time. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Oh, okay, let's do it." Yeah, and so I went and signed up and joined. He's like, "Did you sign up?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> And, you know, that was in 2004. I've been at AMC for 16 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you remember about, I guess, like like signing up and, I guess, your first, like, couple class or, like, your first, I guess, year <clears throat> of, like, learning? Yeah. Um, it was nice. It was a great experience because everyone there was very nice. You know, people yes. were friendly. Uh, and, you know, until you... <laughs> People are always friendly, but there's a, there's there's the AMC that everyone goes to and does their regular classes, and for whatever reason they join, they join and they have fun and they do it. Yeah. And then most guys, again, you're like, wait, well, guys, they all want to be fighters. Everyone's like, I want to be a fighter. Yeah. Right? Because they think they're going to be the next big thing. And Yeah. Of course, uh, so we're all like, oh, you can't fight until you have X amount of time here. we got to evaluate you. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was uh, Matt was obviously the head coach like he is now, yes. head trainer. But then uh, Trevor Jackson was the number two. Mm -hmm. He was running everything there pretty much. And, you know, he's phenomenal. Everyone, if you, you, you know Trevor, oh, yeah, everyone yeah, for sure. who's ever had yeah. the opportunity to train or, or have been there when Trevor was there will say that he's, you know, just phenomenal. And then uh, we had uh, Pretty Boy Gabe, <laughs> still the prettiest man I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Brad. Styles himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does his own hair, man. Yeah. And then uh, the mirror looks at him. That's what the mirror does. <laughs> the mirror has the honor yeah. of being in his presence. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Brad was one of the coaches and yeah. uh, Daniel, Daniel yeah. Lane. Yeah. And um, so my time there, first spent year, Daniel kind of took me under his wing. Mm -hmm. 
and was showing me, uh, you know, teaching me and helping me out and doing a lot. And it was really cool. It was, uh, you know, those of us who are in the know and uh, have been there long enough, mm-hmm. um, we refer to it as, uh, and we don't parrot someone else's stories, right? There, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are guys there yeah. that have joined after us yeah. and they were like, oh, and they listen to the stories we tell. And then they go and tell the stories like they're, they're their own. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you want to be in the in crowd, yeah, so you're going to yeah. tell the story. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, I was there in 2004. And yeah. I, I remember, like, when Chris Lieben first showed up, right? Because we yes. had Shoji, Akira yeah. Shoji. He yes. was there. Yes. Um, and we'd have guys from Pride come over. And I remember yeah. when Ultimate Fighter started and Chris <laughs> Lieben came afterwards. And, yes. you know, I'm the guy that was actually there. There's yeah. a few other guys that were actually there. I could name drop, but yeah. it's cool. We know who we are. <laughs> and and then there were other yes. guys that would listen to us tell stories. Yeah. And then they'd parrot these stories and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when Lieben was there. I'm like, bro, yeah. you said you joined in this time. Yeah. You weren't even there. Chris <laughs> Lieben showed up here. Yeah. And you're saying you joined like three years later. But yet you remember sparring him? Yeah. Shit don't add up, right? <laughs> Come on now. Want to be a cool kid, but yeah. just keep it real, man. But uh, any event, yeah, uh, it was great. Daniel took me on his wing. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. Uh, had the opportunity to train with a lot of the pro fighters coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, good times. Yeah, for sure. And it's an interesting time, especially like those, those like, I mean, especially looking back now, like those the mid-2000s or early 2010s because – really there was really no way you could have predicted that mma would look like what it looks like now in 2020 i mean just taking a step back like there's no way i would i would have thought like back then if you tell me like, oh 15 years from now the sport's gonna be on espn <laughs> i'd be like nah no nah, i don't think any of us were like no i, I even uh, in my wildest, like i would not have thought of that like, no, no we're like we would have loved it we'd yeah. have been like yeah that'd be really great why yeah. isn't it on espn yeah, is, yeah but uh no man i didn't uh I didn't foresee it being as big as it was. Oh, no. You know, no. we we were very content with... It was huge uh, worldwide, right? Yeah. So when you talk yeah. about Pride, Pride, yeah. it was on a world level there. For sure, for sure. Was, and I think those are some of the best years of MMA, those early Pride years. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, some of the best fighters. And, and who gives a shit? I don't care if they were high on Coke <laughs> or if they were all jacked on steroids, man. We all just want to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, competing monopolies. One gets bought out. Yeah. <laughs> One takes over, one wants to dominate the market, one sets rules, but you know, they do what the best what was best for the sport so to survive, right? Yes. So But yeah, it's definitely been like a just a crazy kind of growth and a kinda of unexpected growth typically in that and that's that's really the way that I just recall, like especially looking back, it's like, Oh wow, I, I wouldn't have thought it would take in that direction. But I guess like Let's just let's talk about in terms of like training. So you know you're there, you're training, you're learning. Uh, how was um like how how was that? I guess like how would you describe? This? I mean, coming from a athletic background, but how was like taking you know taking your athleticism and then changing that into like into like a different kind of sport or different <clears throat> kind of field from there? It's yeah. it was uh it was different, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, traditional sports background, you know, either football or yeah. basketball or yeah. baseball, stuff like that. You you think, uh, yeah, we, you know, there are some with natural gifted athletic ability. There are some that work on it that still have athletic ability yeah. and such. But, you know, it was uh, easy enough to start training, but getting the scientific details now, man, that was, uh, that was a little harder. I, you yes. know, Trevor Jackson was great at uh, – <laughs> Working the details. Daniel Ng was great yeah. at working the details. So coming from that and transitioned over, it was 
it wasn't bad, but uh, how do I say? Because of my size, uh, and I'm not obviously a super big guy, you know, yeah. there's a couple of, um, well, I guess currently there would be only two guys in the gym that are bigger <laughs> than me. But, uh, you know, our gym is filled with guys who are a little bit, what's the average? About five, what? Yeah, I think average is probably, height is probably like five nine. Five, five nine. nine and, five ten, I'd say. And they're walking yeah. around at a buck fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. Very, you know, in yeah. fighter. So my athletic ability was, it was great because back then we had bigger guys in the gym, more pro yeah. fighters. So I got yeah. to experience more of that level. Nowadays, the training I get is more from guys who are very skilled, yeah. very technical, but they're not that big. So yeah. I don't know. I'm rambling. I forgot the question, but <laughs> yeah, you got a bunch of oompa loompas now, yeah. <laughs> like in there. But um, but yeah. So the question was just like, how was, I guess like, engrossing yourself in the martial arts, and what was like different? As you're talking about like you're talking about like the minute details. So yeah. From, yeah so yeah. when I first started too, I was always I was doing weightlifting training, which yeah. is important, right? We do mm-hmm. our core training, our mm-hmm. strength training, our cardio, and then our martial arts, mm-hmm. and overall. But uh, coaching, he had me. He said, "No, don't lift weights for a year. Huh. I don't want you. Just let's train and focus on this. It'll yeah. you, your your body will develop in a different way, and you'll adjust, and your muscles will, you know, because yeah. we were not we weren't used to using these muscles, so yes. it started to get tired and working out little details like throwing a punch. You figure when you want to throw a punch and hit someone hard, you're like, ah, and you pull it out. <laughs> Very tense, right? You yeah. tense up, but coaching's like, think of it this way. It's like putting a break." on your punch, and you're throwing mm-hmm. breaks on when you're trying to hit someone. Whether you should just relax and mm-hmm. let it." flow dynamically and then mm-hmm. pop at the end you know um coach briggs phenomenal he's great yeah. at teaching that great great striking coach and mm-hmm. he he's always uh perfecting his te- technique very much he reminds me of trevor you know oh, yeah so the little details like that were different than traditional details yeah for sure i think i think definitely in terms of like scale and i think in, uh, in 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 a sport where there's a lot of I mean well there's a lot of movement like in any sport like for sure but there's a lot there's there is a lot of tech there is a lot more technique in combat than people give you credit for I think that's the biggest thing kind of like the your first notion of everyone thinks that they know how how to fight <laughs> but yet no one but no one just looked at basketball yeah I can do that <laughs> and then, yeah but that's a different thing like when when you're doing it. So I guess, in that terms, I mean you already kind of mentioned it, but I guess like what were some what were some of the biggest, uh, I guess like learning points or like things like oh this is kind of different than what I thought fighting was going to be or what I thought footwork was key. Yes, right. We yeah. have to use footwork a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of people have too much weight forward mm-hmm. or they fade back. They're afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, they think oh instead of uh, yeah fading yeah. back instead of just you know slipping or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, being relaxed when throwing, uh, trying to throw hard and, and fast, but being relaxed—it's a very fine thing to uh, yes. to try and master. I, I think it's a lifelong thing. We're we're always trying to master, right? We yeah. get better as we go along, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, footwork, uh, being relaxed, and then you know you get in the realm of sparring eventually if you want to do fighting stuff like that. Yeah, being able to get hit and realize <laughs> you're gonna get hit and say hey and accept it, be like hey, we're gonna get hit, but just. Keep yeah. moving, practice yeah. what you're doing, and, and everyone's having, you know, fun doing what we're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. that first time, man, you get tense and you, you freak <laughs> out and you kind of fade and you get hit. Yeah. And, you're, and then you get mad. You're like, oh, you just hit me. And yeah. Incredible Hulk comes out and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> calm down. 
Yeah, yeah. So little details. But, you know, figuring those out. Coach Coaching was great at trying to help you uh, work the little details, watching you spar. Brad, Brad was a great coach, too. He's uh, very personable and easy to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, like, sparring. And then did you, I guess, did you start, when, when did the shift? Because you said you started training thinking, oh, I got to learn how to fight. But then I guess, like, when did that shift into you because you know you don't end up doing something for 16 years just because you're like you're still just because you know for the bad reasons or like like negative reasons like so, that. so i guess yeah like what kept when did that switch happen like from there i think as i my skill developed and i became yeah. uh i became more confident in myself and my abilities that i've been taught and what i was learning mm-hmm. the less inclined i was to be for the wrong reasons go out and someone said something like if I got shoulder bump today I'd just be like hey are you okay alright cool and I would just walk it's no big deal to me yeah. right yeah um, back then when you're a young punk kid you're just like <laughs> I'm gonna oh. throw blows and stuff yeah uh, it got when I started sparring with more of the pro fighters that were coming through because mm-hmm. you have to be relaxed you have to you can't yes. be all tense and wild or they one they'll put it on you or two they just won't go with you yeah. so either way yeah. and then coach comes over and gives you that talking to <laughs> yeah. and you know as an adult someone talks to me and says whatever I'm like whatever but when coach does it you feel like you're a kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you feel like your parents scolding you and you're just like oh damn <laughs> sorry sir yes yeah. coach yeah. Uh, so as I got more confident in my abilities and, and able to hold my own better with the fighters that were coming through mm-hmm. and being called out by a coach to say hey go ahead and jump in the ring and help these guys then I started to be like more and more like oh man I, I'm really actually being able to defend myself, learn the skill, do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be that guy out on the street, you know, trying to prove it. Yeah. Some some guys uh, develop their skill and they get a real high level and they're absolute badasses, but they never get out of that, oh, I'll still take it to the streets if I need to, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So then um, how did how did like going into like competitions or like competing like was that something was that something that you sought out or how did that like develop yeah i was never i was never forced into it Uh, no one at amc pushed me into fighting or this and that it's something i sought out and i said i wanted to do it and Mm -hmm. and they're like are you sure you know it's all voluntary i'm like yeah Yeah. i'm absolutely sure let's do it and for sure and you know coaching sat me down and talked to me for a while and said this is the things we're looking for matt talked to me and said Mm -hmm. hey you know, we got to make sure this is all your ducks in a row. And I'm like, cool. And then, so I committed and started training. I'm like, man. And there were, you know, a lot of the military training I did, there was physically demanding, some was cardio demanding. But I can tell you, the hardest training I ever had was actually training for fights. Because mm-hmm. the way Matt has us train, as you know, is it's, you know, like if we train like if we were fighting for a living as pros. Yes. Whether it's yes. an amateur fight or not. And yeah. That's legitimate training. And, you know, down to your diet, to your strength, to your core, to your cardio, to your technique, two a days, and you know, and no, no better example right now than DJ who puts in all, <laughs> all the work, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you you really have to be dialed in, and it's like no matter what the competition is. Like, yeah, no matter what level you're at, yeah. whether it's amateur or pro, yeah. you, if yeah. you go in half ass, guess what's going to happen? You're going <laughs> to get on with a half ass ass whooping when you come out. Yeah, for sure. So, I guess, like, how do you, what do you remember about your first competition? Uh, actually, my first fight was against yeah. uh, Torian. Torian, Torian Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah. Him and yeah. I. And yeah. uh, it was funny because yeah. uh, 
you know, when I did fight, last time I fight, I've been fighting at middleweight, 185. Yeah. But my first fight with Torian, we both fought at 205. Okay. We were a bunch of uh, a couple of chunkies, uh, you know. And yeah. uh, uh, Tori and I went to the distance, and I ended up losing a split decision mm-hmm. to Torian. Mm-hmm. And of course, if I had won, I imagine Torian would say what I'm about to say. Yeah, it was a split decision, but I feel I won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> but mad respect to Torian, man. That dude yeah. is tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Hard hitting competitor and just a gamer, so it was. I didn't feel bad at all. We we fought it out. It was a great fight, and mm-hmm. you know, judge saw it one way, and that was it. But I remember it, and it was fun. And then next thing I know, uh, I'm fighting one more fight at 205, and Torian's fighting at 170. And I'm yes. like, whoa, yes, yes. I was like, man, yeah. what happened here? <laughs> he went on the Dave Chappelle diet or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I hit me after I had that last fight at 205. I was like. Uh, I think I'm a little small to be fighting at 205. I'm fighting guys that are like 6'2", 6'3", and they walk around at 225, 230, and they're just cutting weight down. And I'm like, I don't want to fight these bigger dudes like that. So yeah. I decided I think uh, I'm going to go down to 185. And <laughs> that was it. I mean, the lowest I think I ever fought at was 180 at a catch weight with, uh, you remember, uh, Justin Burkholder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's far away from 180 now. Oh, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what I've been told. He's far away. <laughs> Uh, that that that's a fever dream now, but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so I guess in talk, I mean you already kind of talked about you know preparing for competition. I guess to um, to explain, let's say you're explaining it to someone who doesn't have any idea of like what preparing for like a fight like would be like. What would you like? How would you explain like what the preparations like for them? Well, it's cliche. Everyone says it, but it's <laughs> yes. so true. It's all mental, right? It's ninety yes. percent mental. Yes. You you know physically what you're capable of doing, what you're not capable of doing, mm-hmm. but mentally, mm-hmm. your your mind tells you you may be not ready for this, even though you might be physically able to do it. Your mind's telling you no. So mm-hmm. the mental aspect aside, physically, you know, you just wake up in the morning. Um, most of us have to do a day job. Yes. So it was pretty rough. I, I was very fortunate. My job was at night at the time. I was mm-hmm. working night shifts. Uh, and so I was able to get up in the morning, go train, with you know, do the fighters training in the morning. Yeah. Uh, shower, get my lunch in, relax, and then come back in the afternoon, do the evening training, you know. But it's, uh, to be really successful, yeah, you got to be key with your diet. Uh, I think uh, it doesn't matter what level. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. You have to have a good, strict uh, routine. And then, uh, you know... The dedication, whether like we just said, whether it's amateur or professional, you gotta have that dedication. You gotta oh, yeah. treat it as everything was like, oh, this is the main show. Um, keys for that, just you know, developing that routine. Uh, I learned from Karos, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Karos was really good. He, you know, we'd put a gallon of water a day, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, when it gets closer to the fight, start doing two gallons. I'm like, are you crazy, dude? He's like, no, trust me, it's gonna help when you need to cut weight. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God dang, man. But definitely, yeah, he was, uh, he was always there helping me. You know, when it came down to it, Karos was instrumental in, in helping me fight. Um, there was a uh, let's see later on my later fights uh, I'll uh, I'll even say Greg Sage he mm-hmm. helped me out uh, you know as he was coming there uh, I'll give him some credit um, I'll give uh, credit to <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into this right now but because <laughs> he don't train with us anymore and, yeah and everyone who knows him when I say his name in sparring will just be like oh that guy yeah. and that'd be your you know your cousin Mike Wanaka yeah. <laughs> say what you will about him yeah. but he was a good sparring part to help people yes. train you know for the yeah. most part yeah 
hit, and you, you can't deny that he was skilled. He was a skilled. Mike Wanaka was skilled. Sure. He was very skilled. He was very skilled. Yes. Um, Hard headed though. Yes. You know, and uh, for years. To a fault. Yeah. To a fault. Yeah. He was very skilled, but uh, sometimes lazy because uh, of his height, and he had that really wicked long reach, right? It was yes. kind of deceiving. You didn't yes. think he could hit. He always kept his head up. I don't know uh, when we spar him, his chin was up, and and we're like, damn. But it was hard to get him because <laughs> you couldn't get in his long reach and his movement. So I'm not telling him one day, dude, you're gonna fight someone just as tall and lanky as you. He's gonna knock you out because you keep your chin up. Oh, 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 and then he got knocked out, and I was like, yep. But skilled guy, is skilled. Give oh, him yes. that. Oh yes. And then, yeah, I mean, and then that's the thing even though it is like an individual sport i mean there's like there's so many people that you know help you along oh uh, it's you yes it, yeah. yeah okay the, the fight is individual that's for sure yes. you yes. win or lose it's on you yes okay but uh your journey before that fight helping you in the ring you have a cadre of people helping you no, just a sure. team or whatever and yeah. and anyone says oh i do it by myself you know, they don't they don't do <laughs> no. it by themselves no you know, especially yeah. at uh, DJ's level, I'm sure they oh, have yeah. nutritionists and and strength and conditioning coaches and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Even at the amateur level, you listen to people who've been there. You, yeah. you know, your friends help you, they encourage you. Yeah. You guys, they keep you honest. You guys are on the same plan because mm-hmm. you like-minded individuals stay together for doing sure. The same thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's there's been I've been thankful and blessed to have a lot of people on my way to help me in my career. Mm-hmm. My my amateur career. <laughs> no, but it's still the. That's the thing. It's like, um, I mean, fighting is just such a it's it's such a personal kind of venture. Like from there, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's amateur. Yeah, it's not it's not for money, but it's there's I mean, I mean, there's your your literal health is on the line. Like on there, it's 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 a lot more. We're we're not playing a flag football league. <laughs> like here, it's a little it's a little bit more serious. But um, and and that's the thing. It's uh, especially. It's like that old adage, like you 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 can play ball, but you're not you can't play fight. Like, no, there. it's it's a very it's I th- it's a great notion too of like of the mentality of it as well because that's the thing, especially when of course like the I mean the threats of like damage and then getting hurt that's like that's there, but more of it is really the feeling. Of like of uncertainty, I'd say is, is the biggest thing that I feel like gets people. It's not because it's not, it's not like fear of like. Hurt. I mean, yeah, that fear of getting hurt is like is real, but it's more it's more of like the notion of 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 losing, and the notion of like not doing your best. Like from that, I feel yeah. uh, absolutely, and I feel yeah. kind of like, and in, in specifically in my case, it was more. I wasn't worried physically about getting hurt because I accepted we're all going to get hit. Yes. You get in that ring, you're going to get hit, you're going to get punched, you're going to get kicked. It's mm-hmm. going to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. How do you respond? Do you fight through it? Do you like decide, oh, that hurt too bad and now uh, I can't do it? My biggest thing was like, man, I just didn't want to look like, you know, I <laughs> yeah. was uh, the guy who quit in the ring. No one yeah. wants to be that guy. I had a fear like, oh, no, I got hit too hard, I quit. Never mm-hmm. quit. Mm-hmm. So... There were some guys that I fought that, like, I would I say probably, uh, well, my last fight, I was hoodwinked, but I'll, I'll talk that one later. <laughs> uh, but uh, the I think the toughest opponent I fought by far was the hardest hitting, just an all-around tough guy, was Hamza Salim. Mm-hmm. That dude was just, uh, like, a solid piece of iron. We had a good fight. Good fight. Went to decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, that dude was tough. That was, you know, my 
I when he hit me, I was like, ooh. Well, we're here. There ain't no quitting now. <laughs> hit him back. Let's go. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I never just wanted to be the guy who quit. I always wanted to be like, hey, win or lose, I'm going to put on a show and give it everything. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, what more can you ask? But anybody. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's a very... And, and that's the thing, too. Like, you remember, like... I mean, you may not remember their names, but you never remember fighting people like, mm-hmm. from there. It's like a... Yeah, it's like it's like a per well because you, you create like a moment in time that's it's a sh- it's short in terms of quantity but in terms of like the <laughs> the weight of the situation like creates it just because of like what's happening like those like I mean you've <laughs> what less than fifteen minutes probably total like you've that like you fought like a person but you remember those like for the rest of your life like for sure yeah I don't know what people yeah. would say about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell you, some of it, uh, try and clown. They yeah. definitely haven't sparred me then. <laughs> but yeah. all of my fights have been decision. Yeah. Every single one. I've never been knocked out. Not to say I can't be knocked out. Obviously, everyone mm-hmm. can. I, I knocked anyone out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, you know, they've all gone decision. I have a lot of fight experience that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're right in terms of like, oh, 15 minutes or X amount of minutes or two minutes, you know, yeah. six minutes or 12 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Short period of time, but man, can you remember them? Yes. And so, uh, like I said, you remember the guys that hit you really hard <laughs> and, yeah. and the guys that you hit hard, I'm sure they remember you whether they want to admit or not, you yeah. know, i.e. Berkey. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. Cause it's, it's such a, well, it's such a visceral like experience like mm-hmm. that. It's so, it's and it's very hard to describe to people that you know that haven't you know been in that kind of uh, that kind of situation. But it's uh, I guess like in terms of describing it, it's because you really have no time like to think or to really. I mean, you're you're processing it, but you're processing it at such a fast rate that you're not. It's yeah, because it's not like oh, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Like your body is just reacting. In terms of, we that, all think yeah. we're going to do this, yeah. this, and this. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what we practice when yeah. we're sparring. We're like, yeah. oh, I'm working on this new combo. Let me apply yeah. it in sparring. Yeah. Or, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. This is my game plan. And yeah. nope. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. Game plan ain't going to plan. Well, you come up with a new one, man. You got to adapt. Exactly. Emphasize, adapt, overcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snap. There we go. <laughs> No, no, but no, it really is because you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't stop and think about it. <laughs> like in there, you gotta just act. You gotta act and, and move. Might be quick, quick there. thinker. Yeah, exactly. if you do think about it, it's gotta be a quick thinking. You gotta be able <laughs> yeah. to adapt. You gotta be able to read really well. Yeah, and, and move forward with in, it in seconds or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in seconds or less, and, and you know, like fighter IQ is a real thing. I yes. mean, we'll use from our personal experience. Both of us know. We both know. DJ is one of the best at it. Oh, for sure. I mean, that guy. Yeah. Uh, He's got, I mean, he is the greatest of all time, just mm-hmm. bar none. People I mean, differ, they may not say so. I think he's just the man when it comes down to, he's, you know, from the physical aspect, from the mental aspect, the way he yeah. does everything. I'm just, wow. Yeah, and especially something? on the skill aspect. I oh, think. my gosh. I, th- I, think, I think that is so... So technically proficient. Yeah. I feel that gets so underrated because he makes it look so easy when... Because, well, one, it does become natural. Like, it looks very natural when he does it, but that that doesn't, 
that shouldn't betray the notion that it's very hard to become that natural oh, <laughs> at, I, at fighting. Okay, yes. perfect example, yeah. right? His his throwing punch kicks, the combos. Yes. It does look easy. It looks yeah. effortless on him, but yeah. how much time did he have to put in to make it look that effortless, right? Yeah. Before yeah. he doesn't even think about it. He's thinking about setting you up for something. Mm-hmm. If he's land, great, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's You're absolutely right when it becomes yeah. effortless. You don't yeah. think about it. And I'll use, sorry, selfishly, a personal example mm-hmm. uh, for me as in my firearms training mm-hmm. and what I do there. Yeah. I don't think about certain things. These come natural because I put in so much time and work yes. for it. Yeah. And so I relate that way. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm not on the level of shooting that DJ is and fighting, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's that unconscious competence, yes, you know, like from there, where it's it's not a matter of them doing it right; it's a matter of like they literally can't do it wrong because that's just how how ingrained like absolutely it, it, it is in them. And yeah, I think and that that's just true along like any masters of like of any field, you know, whether like what whatever whatever the field is, it's. I always think about it like in terms of like you watch like a cooking show or something on like food, like food network. And you're like, oh man, look, the chef makes it look so easy. And then you try like, oh wow, this, this looks nothing like. Have you ever tried to do Rachel Ray's thirty minute meals, man? In thirty minutes, like she does easy. it in a show. Yeah. Thirty minutes, like miles, she's like, easy for her done. to say. Yeah, I'm sitting here thirty minutes meals, my ass. I'm yeah. here ninety minutes in. What's going on? <laughs> I think it goes back to like, hey, her thirty minutes is very different. Than oh yeah. Uh, but but yes and i think and 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 that's a thing too um when people are like evaluating talent or when they're, i guess not even really talent when they're evaluating like someone's achievements like that it's so um it's very hmm how, how to best describe it uh i guess like maybe funny isn't the best way of saying it but it's interesting to me like the people that judge uh like let's say an athlete or like a fighter's like achievements when they have no idea what it even you know like they don't even understand like a thousandth of what they had to do uh, like to get to get to that isn't that i mean yeah. I, I, I know you no, i, I, I would agree too. absolutely like how frustrating like that is it's like wow i can't believe you just you just took what this lifetime of this person's work and then you just yeah pretty much just crapped on over it like like that it's yeah they're just yeah. garbage when they do that they yeah. they really don't know people yeah. speak from point of ignorance to that point then yeah yeah and and and, and that's the thing because when i mean as we talked about in terms of martial arts there's a lot there's an incredible amount of skill and like training like involved and of course, you know I respect like a lot, like everyone that that does it, and then especially when you see it on the highest level, like as we're talking about, it's it's one thing it's one thing to be you know competent at it, but it's another thing to be you know at the top of your field, like for sure, sure. yeah. And it's uh, of course we're biased since we're both like trained with I've trained with DJ and like I've known DJ. But well, I mean, you yeah. you know how it is. Yeah. Uh, you can spar with them and train with them a whole lot more than me, just because of the yeah. size difference. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. but it's still um, well. That well, well, that's the thing. It's like looking back, and especially you know, as the years progress, it's like man, people like uh, people really don't know <laughs> people's even though they've like they've seen it with their own two eyes, but they they still don't appreciate that, you know, from there. But I really think it's gonna be a case of. Well, just like anything, people don't really know what they got until it's until it's not there anymore. Sure. So I really think it's going to be a case where once, you know, once once the years go by and then 
let's say like DJ has like has moved on from fighting, they're really gonna realize what what they missed, like from there. Well, it's uh, and yeah, I, I suppose I didn't really appreciate as much when I was a kid watching football, seeing yeah. Walter Payton run the ball, yeah. or Barry Sanders run the ball, yeah, until they're not doing it anymore. And I was like, man, those guys, yeah. they were. Like Barry Sanders, a phenomenal dude. Just oh, yes. stop on a dime, mm-hmm. shake the shit out of you. Like your jock strap's over here, you went over here, and he's like, "Oh, I'll see you later," and just go. I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You just look at it like, "Oh, that was really cool." Okay, yeah. he scored the touchdown. But then yeah. years later, you look back, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Man, what was I missing on that? That was yeah. awesome." Just that was just my one example. I'm sure you can give yeah. countless in all categories of sports or oh, something sure. like that. I think it comes down. Because when, especially when we're talking like you know all time greats in that sense, is I think one thing that they can do is that they give you kind of it's like the illusion of consistency. Just because they're so consistently good, you just get the notion of like, oh yeah, he's of course he's gonna do that because <laughs> he he does it all the time. And then you're like, oh crap! When you take a look at like the body of work, oh he did that all the time for like such a like you know x amount of years. Like from there, where some guys. <laughs> Can barely get it together for like a few games stretch, like let alone a whole career. Yeah, man, let's all hope that yeah. DJ can <laughs> yeah. keep doing those body slam to arm bar throws yeah. and just tapping. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, no one's like, yeah, in terms of that, like, no one's even come close. No, in, ter- in terms of that, <laughs> I haven't seen it. No, nope. and especially not in like the highest levels of there. I mean, yeah, maybe you can do it on some, <laughs> you know, rope dope show. Was like, oh, what was that guy's record? <laughs> Two and ninety nine. <laughs> Two and ninety nine. But he yeah. did it once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what so? Oh, yeah. Let me ask you, Bachola. What yeah, what uh, what got you started at AMC? Yeah. So I got started at AMC. What was your I reason? Was, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it was very kind of similar to you. It wasn't really like the best reasons. <laughs> <laughs> this nice. Is a, yeah. This is a. So I was in. Um, I've told this story a lot of times, but. Here, here we go again, listeners. So, uh, I was, I was in high school, and there was this, um, there was this like Australian foreign exchange student who didn't like me, and then he, uh, he said that he trained at, at AMC, and I had no idea what what it was at the time. Like, so AMC mixed martial or AMC pancreation. Um, I had no idea, like you know, what an MMA gym or there was an MMA gym in Kirkland. Like sure. what? I was like, what? And I was like, okay, I had no idea, like, really what that was. So my, my thought was like, okay, whatever. I'll just, uh, uh, one, once again, young man thinking. I was like, oh, I'll just jump this guy in the parking lot. Where's your martial arts now? Yeah, so that, was, so, that, so that was my plan. So I was, let's see, how old was I? I want to say I was like, I was like 15, 16 at the time. And I had no license. So I took the bus. So I took the bus to get to the AMC. <laughs> it's probably about, I don't know, half an hour before it opened because it's like four. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting there in the parking lot. And lo and behold, someone we know very well, Trevor Jackson, like oh. walks in or walk, sees me waiting. Is like, are you a, are you a, a student here? Or are you gonna sign up? And then I go like, yes, yes, I will <laughs> sign up. And then. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh man, you know, once I once once I find this guy, I'm a, I'm gonna beat him up, or you know, I had sure. some kind of notion. But um, yeah, I remember I remember signing up, uh, watching class, taking part in class, and yeah, just really having my eyes open to like, oh wow, this is what. So this is what 
um, you know, martial arts is what fighting like really is. And it's like, oh, I had no idea. And that kind of notion. And then, um, yeah, really got, I mean, really got, you know, beat up. And then I guess ego, like Bruce, like, oh, wow, I guess I really don't know much about fighting in this kind of <laughs> sense. And then I just want, oh, I'll go back tomorrow, learn more. And then I've just been going back ever since. And yeah. And I look at you now, man. I know, I'm a fine I mean, instructor yeah. at AMC. <laughs> That's, teaching yeah. people how to. I know, teaching people now. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I I, def- I definitely, if you had told me that, like, going in, I was like, oh, yeah, you'll eventually start teaching. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, man, look. Yeah. MMA is going to be on the forefront of ESPN. Patrol yeah. is going to be teaching. You're probably like, yeah, I'd be right. Like, yeah, exactly. If you, if you had told like 15 year old me, like, oh yeah, it's going to be you. I'm like, nah, nah, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But um, yeah, and then it turns out that the Australian kid never even trained there. He had just like name dropped <laughs> like the, the place. But um, yeah, I, you know that's like, funny because yeah. that's happened to me a few <laughs> yeah. times. People are like, yeah, right. You know, whether just kind of run off the mouth. You're like, you don't mess with me, dude. I train at AMC. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you that's do. a. I'm sorry, dude. That's a bad school. He's like, yeah, don't mess with me. Like, oh man, you must have trained under Trevor Jackson. He's like, yeah, he did teach me. I was like, man, you know, Trevor had been gone at this point. Yeah, and I'm like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. We were just training together last month. I'm like, well, that's crazy because he left like X amount of years ago. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so you're probably full of shit. <laughs> you know, the oh, yeah. name droppers. Yeah, name droppers. But hey, man, it was a good name drop because or else I wouldn't have found the place. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, man, Australian guy, wherever you are. <laughs> down under or wherever. Yeah. The thunder from yeah. down under. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that that's how I found the place. And then, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it, it attracts like all kinds of people from, from different walks of life and I think that's definitely one of the, you know, one of the most enjoyable things, like, for sure. It's like, because, you know, what, where else can you, <laughs> where else were, would this collection of people, like, you know, be, like, together? Well, I mean, yeah. let's look at who walks through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. All kinds of good people. And uh, I think, like your previous guest, he has said, there's some bad ones, too, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But they weed themselves out. Yeah. Because, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah. I mean, where else can you get people who are... Um, either former military or law enforcement mm-hmm. current or mm-hmm. former football stars or, you know, little nerds who wear skinny <laughs> jeans that <laughs> work real estate. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, promoters and clubs of a local scene yeah. and and uh, to people who are teachers in school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, stock investors, all these kind of people, man. It's just great it brings them all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all have fun and, and, you know, get good training. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, you know there's there's <laughs> drama in every house, right? And yeah. not this drama. Drama's in the house yeah, now. Drama's in the, drama's house, in the now. house now. What's yeah. up, y'all? But yeah. there's drama in every kind of house, you know. Yeah. Just kind of got to work itself out, I guess. Oh, no, for sure. And especially in a case where, you know, t- tensions can run high and then there's that that's the i mean we're we all we all want to say we're getting more secure but we kind of came from insecure place to begin with yes we did <laughs> like so it's like yeah so it's, it's about how, no that's the thing I, that's what i say too with like every guest it's like there is like there is like a an internal notion of like insecureness that kind of led you into a place where you want to get like you know stronger you want to get faster you want to like learn how to defend yourself and that's kind of i mean that's kind of how it goes and it's just a matter of like where you like where where you take that 
forward like from there but um yeah, it's 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 very interesting like hearing like people's stories about how they how they get in and what keeps them what keeps them in because it's kind of kind of yeah, yeah i guess you had asked earlier i didn't really to yeah. answer you know like what keeps me going after 16 years but it's yeah. a lifestyle right oh for sure uh, um the path i have chosen yeah for me and, and work that i do is more of a you know i gotta sound so I don't know, ridiculous to say it, but it's like a warrior lifestyle, you know? Yeah. You know what I do. Oh, no. Oh, no, for sure. But and, uh, I don't think that's ridiculous. If anything, I think that's, I mean, that, that is the kind of like the common thread that, I mean, no matter, no matter what we do, do during the day, I mean, it's kind of like, that's kind of, that's kind of in the DNA or kind of like the underlying thing, like from there, because I feel like, I feel like warriors, like, inherently are insecure but that's what makes them want to train and become better because if you if you thought it's almost like a false sense of security if you think you are if you think you are strong without having to train in that kind of sense because it's kind of it's a false sense of like superiority uh, they, I think everyone back. knows yeah. their abilities right we yeah. know where our abilities are we know where yeah. we want to take them and what we're capable of and what we're not capable of yet yeah so um, but yeah you know we coming from we all came from insecure places and yeah. developing and becoming more confident secure in our abilities and the desire to grow and get better yeah. also you know i think it's important that the, the true ones really try to help others to become oh, yeah. better you, oh, yeah. you know truly sure. developing other people's game and help them bringing other people up instead of bringing them down you know oh for sure i mean it is that old adage of like iron sharp sharpens iron it's, just, sure. it's just recognizing that and i think that's i mean especially I mean, all the great martial artists that we both learned from, and then I mean, we realized, oh wow, they were, I mean, they were they're just paying it forward, like from there, and that's especially, I mean, that's what I want, of course, to do now, like, <laughs> you know, just like in terms of like whoever whoever I teach or whoever I train with, it's it's like a because it's it's respecting it's respecting someone that wants to put themselves out there, you know, I think I think that's the thing, it's because this is a. It's understanding. It's understanding that struggle. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not hard. It's not easy to put yourself out there. No. Yeah. No. I mean. Uh, nope. You're absolutely right. I was gonna say something, but I was just gonna say you're right and putting yourself out there, doing the struggle, getting in there with people and training. Um, frustrations, though. There are some frustrations. Oh, I oh, have to oh, talk oh, about. Oh, for sure. No. 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 Bro. I mean, hey, that's true. Just say. Uh, yeah. You know, you can't. Uh, how frustrating would you be? <laughs> patrol and you're yeah. rolling with someone yeah and you guys are about you know good skill on level yeah. maybe one and a half dozen better less who yeah. cares you know something like that but yeah and the frustrating thing is that you know in your live grappling session yeah. they're trying to coach you while you're grappling <laughs> like you yeah. know this is the reason why i'm doing this i'm like yeah okay yeah thank you i appreciate yeah. you but i'm a grown-ass man yeah says so do you and i'll do me yeah yo this is the reason why i'm catching you like Catching me once isn't catching me all the time, bro. Yeah. You know, so there's some frustrations there. I'm like, dude, just just shut up and spar. Yeah. If you get me, great. And if you don't, work on it. Yeah. I don't know. Right. We can talk about it afterwards. We yeah, need to, man. We you're you're not a coach, now. right? Yeah. I'm not going, you know, oh, I might sit there and stop and listen if you were Coach Briggs, you know, teaching me right now when we were sparring. Like, yeah, yo, drama. This is what's going on. I'm like, thanks, coach. Okay. And then we yeah. go back to sparring. But yeah. right now, you're just a guy. For sure. I think especially, I mean, especially me now as an instructor, I just realized like the importance of self-discovery and self-learning, you know, because there's no better, there really is no better teacher than your own experience. 
it's I just I always think about it. It's like let's let's say you're a kid, right? Or I mean, you well you I'm you, still you a have kid. a daughter. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's like no, I do. I have yeah, a daughter. Yeah, yeah, my precious like, cargo. Yeah, and it's like telling you know, it's like telling telling your kids like, hey, don't touch this pot. This pot is hot. If you touch it, you'll burn yourself. They'll they'll look at you they'll be like, all right, all right. But then, like a little part of him goes like, "What if I were to? <laughs> what, well, what, what does I, hot feel like? What, <laughs> yeah. Let me see." Exactly, and then so, that's the thing. Sometimes you have to get burned before before you, you can before learn. You, yeah, is that, that's like I think it's almost like a yeah. It's we're kind of giving. Uh, I realize like I can't give like students like false positives or not not that the not that the notions I'm giving are false. But it's that it's not true to them yet because they haven't experienced it. Well, don't you know? coddle yeah. them, man. I would say don't exactly. coddle, don't don't coddle oh, their feelings. I definitely don't. <laughs> I can tell you right now, yeah. uh, Coach. Uh, yeah. I'm referencing Matt, yeah. but Coach, yeah, never does that, man. Oh yeah, Coach will never do that. He's knocked me down and then stared at me like, hey, "Why don't you get up, you, you yeah. know, or something like yeah. that." I'm just yeah. like, uh, but yeah, you couldn't coddle him, you know. Oh, for sure. Because you're not doing anyone any favors by doing so. Oh no, no, exactly, and I, and I totally and I totally agree with that. Because if anything, I think you're hurting them by by, by by not doing that because you're giving unrealistic expectations of of how it's supposed to go. So, yeah, I think that's. I mean, people can say it's like old school or, or whatever, but no, I totally agree with that notion. It's like, yeah, no, no coddling, no, there, there, there's no need. I feel it's disrespectful to do that because you're giving because you're, I think you're cheating them I think you're cheating them out of the experience you know and, and that's the thing because you, you can still look at that situation like with fondness or I mean of course at the time like well this, this is not the best but afterwards you're like you know what that was like it's looking back like you know that was definitely for the better of my development Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, just look. Yeah. There's, you know, we're not giving you a participation trophy. trophy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? You didn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Work harder. Yeah. I'll show you how to work harder, but work harder. Yeah. I'm not going to coddle you. You know. It's, so it's, exactly. And I think that's kind of the. And the same token, you don't have to yeah. be mean though. AMC's never been mean no. No. unless you were taking fighter training with Matt before he had kids. <laughs> uh, sorry, Matt. Just kidding. <laughs> well, who said that? <laughs> what? Yeah. God dang it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. Um, Let's see. Politics in yeah. the gym, man. Yeah. And I'm not talking politics yeah. like we know them, but there's no, some, I, I, there's I, I, some I political stuff going yeah. in the gym right now. Yeah. Like, how has it changed in your mind, yeah. uh, I see since we're talking, yeah. from now to like, let's say 10 years ago? Ooh, okay. I would, in terms of, in terms of politics, I would say, I would say it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a big shift that people talk about. It's kind of shifted away from, uh, from mainly you know fighters to like more uh, I'd say like more family oriented in that kind of sense and family oriented not in the sense that you know that's a bad thing but it's just like uh, I I feel like professional fighters just make up less of what what it's catered to I'd say I'd say that that that's a big thing I've noticed yeah. Uh, I've seen a big change too, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously uh, it's a business and you want to develop and grow your business, yeah. but you can't forget what got you your business. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was just curious, man. I, you know, I think, when did you join? I joined 2007. 2007. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you were definitely in the, the older old G years <laughs> and, you know, yeah. not like, uh, you know, I was in 2004, but then, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to uh, Richardson, 
Yeah. And uh, man, we were we were sitting there talking about how he his second time joining was in 2004 with me. He was like yeah. six months ahead of me, but him and his brother had used to join there back in the day, and that's yeah. when you had like Haru was there, and yeah, and Josh Barnett, and it was just and Danny Boy Bennett and all these guys. It was just a mean factory of people coming through, and yes. bam, 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 and. And it was a little more so back in 2004 as we were going. Some of those uh, bigger names had phased out because they yeah. were well on their way to their past. But yeah. it was nice to see him come through, you know. Um, like, I remember, like, James Polzer, he never yeah. trained at AMC. Like, he wasn't a student, but he would drop in, right? Yeah. He's a local yeah. boy that would drop in. Yeah. I think someone had got that wrong or something that said that before. But, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Monson wasn't training there you know, in 2004 anymore, he would drop in. There were some drop-ins. Yeah, some drop-ins. Yeah. yeah, they were just people that come through every now and again. Uh, Josh Barnett, just drop in, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, I look back at that time and my time there, and I was all kind of, wow, man, these guys are stars, but you're, they're taking classes with us, or they're doing, you know, we're all mixed in, and no one's separated by a hierarchy of, oh, you're not good enough. It's just, I thought that was pretty neat. And it's still, in that sense, it's still great today, but I just think, Nowadays, yeah, it's more of a, a different environment that we're catering to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I know, yeah, as as it shifted in that, it's definitely kind of, hmm, I guess, yeah, as, as it's evolved in that, because I think it kind of goes back to, like, the... I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, like, a coddling thing, but it's, like, kind of a different kind of culture sure. now. Like wouldn't wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it could just be you know, it's a younger culture now. And that, is that a polite yeah. way of saying a softer, culture? softer culture? I think I think that, that, that I think I think that is a polite way of saying so, softer culture. But no, I would ask. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No I would problem. ask and say, yeah. hey, let's ask your unpaid intern. But he's yeah. not here. I know my unpaid intern's not here, being lazy as you. Well, what what is going yeah. on? I was looking at some horribly uh, funny dad jokes tonight yeah oh, oh no for sure i was like hey man we got shot i'm like i'm busy i'm like what are you busy with you're, you're it's a, drama yeah. he's yeah. coming through yeah, he's coming through don't worry I'll, I'll i'll force him to come in on on, on the next one and we'll we'll talk about we, we can we can we can we can go in on the younger generation then but yeah no and that's the thing man that's how i know i'm getting old because i'm like man look at like kids these days kids these, <laughs> these days, days i say that that's how, no that's the thing. i'm starting to say i'm, I'm starting yeah. to use phrases my mother used on me or my dad would use on me to my daughter now i'm like oh damn man i'm getting yeah. old <laughs> that's but. how you know I, I think i think i got I think it hit me when I'm like listening to music and or on the radio. I'm like, what the hell is this stuff? And then just like being out of being out of touch, I guess, with the young culture now. But it's like, a, oh no, I would definitely agree. It's a it's a soft, and I would say so in terms of like the reasoning of it being soft. I would say it's the yeah, it's kind of like the participation trophy era of the worrying about self esteem. The triggering, it's, and this kind of you know ble- no no because this is this very bleeds into me being a you know being in as you know a comedian as well, and it's um, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like no why, what's up with this like protecting people from words? Oh man, these dangerous words. What are, what and like, what are yeah. dangerous words? Yeah. Why do you know what? Yeah. No one should go around intentionally trying to hurt people and make them feel bad no, feelings. No, no, but for if sure. I say uh, yeah. uh, my own belief on something or yeah. my own statement, and yeah. someone's like, um, that triggers me and it's offensive. Like, yeah. cool, don't listen. Yeah. Like, you know, what if your statements 
that you say trigger offense well, me. What if they triggered I, you? Yeah. yeah, I could just say, okay, well, I don't agree with that, and I could choose not to listen and walk away, but I'm not going to make a scene and pout like a baby and say, mm-hmm. I'm triggered. Yeah. You offend me. I'm like, oh, yeah. how about you be an adult yeah. and not worry about it? You know, as long as they're not using hateful or hate speech or violence, you know, to do it, I'm like, sorry, you know, or oh, the sky is red. That offends me. I think it's maroon. Well, you're a moron. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there. Yeah. Now you could be triggered. I called you a name. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, people. Yeah, yeah. These these words and sensitivity. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Uh, I, I I just don't get it. I think probably because I'm older and we just grew up in an era where like, hey, you know, just man up. If someone's yeah. feeling to hurt, you can tell them, hey, I didn't appreciate that. And if they're still rude, cool. Now they know how you feel. Now you know how they're going to be. You can choose to deal with it or not deal with it. Yeah. But I'm not going to cry. But we did, I guess we didn't have social media platforms to cry on and try and garner all this shut down. Yeah, shut down and all that. All this other stuff, man. Just I mean, kills but me hey, that, 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 that's a whole other thing, too. Just like the, yeah, the whole social media platforms. But I think... Uh, I think these kind of people have always existed. I mean, whiners have always existed. Sure. But now they have, I think that's the key. It's like they have such a large platform now. And it's almost like, I don't, like an, an amazing amount of social momentum going towards their favor of like political correctness in, the, in that kind of sense. Where it's really, it really doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, why, like, what what is up with this catering to the people that get offended and then and then that's the thing too it's like why why exactly are they they getting offended about this and or what yeah what exactly is offensive in nature like i understand yeah i understand hate speech you know i understand like if if your words are intentionally or intentionally used to yeah to attack somebody then i'm like okay that's that's a hate speech that, right yeah you know, that's not right it's it's like, not right you yeah. know no one has a right to make someone feel uh threatened or attacked by words yeah. or physical yeah, threat attacks, or actual yeah. physical attacks okay yeah. yeah but because um you know i say uh i have a hat that has a certain slogan yeah and someone's offended by it well okay well, maybe I'm offended by the one that you're supporting with your hat. Yeah. But I don't care. You have the right to do that. It's yeah. not hurting anyone. I have the right to do this, and mm-hmm. we can tend to disagree on that. And yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Why can't we just be adults about it? But no, it's either you have to compromise and agree with me, or else you're wrong. And it doesn't. It just, where have we gone so wrong where yeah. we couldn't have healthy debates, right? Yeah. Uh, someone who trains at the gym and I. Uh, couldn't be more polar opposites politically. Yeah. Uh, but we always had healthy debates. We, yeah. we didn't argue. We didn't, you know, name call this, this and that. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, you know, until recently, uh, he made it personal. Yeah. That's a different thing. You can have your view and uh, I can have my view. And I think in the end, this is where we both want to be. We just differ on how to get there. And that's, and that's probably a lot in life. Yeah. <clears throat> but when you take from here to here and we're just articulating different points and all of a sudden you go to the personal because you have nothing else except to attack personally now you're attacking me and i take that as a different attack that's not what i believe in you're attacking me personally now we have an issue yeah and so i being attacked now will resort to what i know Mm -hmm. and you can either continue to attack me and get dealt with or you can just stop your attacks and we don't have to do it anymore but either way one of two things is going to happen and I'm fairly confident in my abilities, whether it's unarmed or armed, to take care of certain attacks. Mm-hmm. 
Hence, uh, why am I undefeated? Oh yeah, because I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, and that's referencing yeah. my past and what I've done. You know that, but yeah. But I think I think that notion of yeah agreeing agreeing to disagree and not having to yeah not having to like all this like internet bickering just seems so just so much wasted energy like to me it's like why like why would you engage in that notion especially here's one thing i've never heard man i really changed this person's opinion by telling them online about, about how why they're wrong has <laughs> that has, i've never i've never heard that ever happen i, I think you have a better yeah. chance of seeing yeah. jesus than that happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i really think i do yeah me me and jeezy just <laughs> just walking down the street not right but, now uh, yeah and it's um i really think that a lot of yeah this like incessant ramble and yeah cause of getting offense it's just kind of it's kind of like purposeless well like let me let me let me ask you i'm yeah. sorry i don't mean to take control of your no podcast problem, let me ask you yeah. because of uh you you have a little bit of experience in this field yes how do you feel about these people screaming to defund the police I'm going to take this to yeah. a political subject real yeah. quick because I wouldn't yeah. be me yeah. if I I wouldn't be dramatic unless I did right. But how yeah. do you feel about people screaming to defund the police? I feel that that comes from a very uneducated like position in terms of well not even necessarily uneducated. It's just what so if you're so you're targeting you're targeting this because you feel it's like wrong quote unquote and you feel that the correct way to address it is by giving it less money and then what uh what do you hope to accomplish in that regards i'm like that i mean that just like logically speaking it doesn't make sense doesn't make any sense it's like let's say our oh let's say our water's poisoned we'll just give the water department less money defund them and to try and fix the problem try and fix the problem (laughs) no because like I mean, yeah, I mean, you laugh, but it's like no. I mean, it, I laugh because it's yeah. it's it's a great analogy, right? It's like how does how would would in any world, why would that why would that be the case? It's like is is it gonna get better by by getting less resources in that regard? Well, I, I guess the yeah. argument they would they I don't know. The, I guess the but the argument they would say would be to reallocate that money somewhere else to okay. help to help the problem. The problem, uh, and so. The water's poison. Yeah. Let's take away the money that would help clear the water okay. and put it into the milk system. Oh. You know, and help so and so people milk. could have more access to milk okay. instead of poison water. And I'm like, so, you know, cuz I, I guess an argument I heard is they defund and reallocate that money to like mental health and okay. and which is a very real issue and they should oh, be no, focusing sure. more on that, but uh, yeah. also to take instead of let's say you have a response uh, that requires a police presence, and they'll say, "Oh, well, we can send a community uh, social guide or social counselor to help out." And I'm like, "Really?" So uh, I mean, you look at me perplexed, but I've heard this. They're like, "Oh yeah, social counselors will go, or social workers will go to calls and yeah. assist there." So I'm like, "Right." So everyone wants to take away, uh, you know, if you here defund the police they're like we're not saying take away the police money we're just saying reallocate it 
uh, well, reallocating the money means less officers on the street to help real world problems, right? And, and well, they need better training. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they get phenomenal training, as you can attest yourself, man. You guys are very, you know, highly, highly trained. Um, my thing is, is like, what's going to happen when there's a real problem and they don't have enough people to respond to it or they send a social worker to a problem that's a violent threat? You know, it's just, it's kind of silly. And, and they're like, well, we still need to fund them. I'm like, okay. And I triggered, <laughs> I triggered someone when I said, oh, okay, so you think that's the best solution? Yeah, it's like, so if I walk up and punch you in the face, who are you going to call to come, to come save you right now? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to call the police. Of course you are, because you can't solve the problem yourself. And a social justice worker ain't going to come out and stop me from punching you in the face. Mm-hmm. And they can't get here fast enough. Yeah. I'm like, you're, I mean, you need to really think about it. They will be offended by it, though. They, they, yes, they will definitely <laughs> be offended. I just feel, you know, uh, is police reform needed? I said, I think, uh, I don't think they need the sensitivity training, all this stuff. There are obviously bad apples in the police department on certain aspects but right you can't have less than one percent of bad cops blame the rest of the 99 plus percent good cops who do wonderful things for the community um i just i had to put that out and i'm gonna touch his bay that one touches home you know because yeah. yeah uh there's there's friends and there's family that are doing it and, and personal experience from you you know mm-hmm. sorry man i was just rambling no it's i mean i mean as we're just talking about you know ge- generational things and the yeah just things happening happening in the world and it's not a i guess it's it's not a case of like what's like of like differences i think it's a case of like okay what is like what's what's developing like what's what what's causing i mean once again get into like the root the root of the cause like here it's yeah it's, it's kind of it's just kind of confusing because i'm not quite clear like what what direction like what the goal what yeah what's yeah, the goal what's the goal i think that? i'm sorry yeah. i was confused i meant to make yeah. a point too i heard yeah. i think i heard one of your uh uh well i definitely heard your podcast but i think yeah. i heard one of your guests that's saying yeah uh, and i don't know if you agree or not okay. um that uh people a police officer that's a chosen profession yes right Yes. You don't wake up and say, oh, we're not assigned like the Hunger Games. Oh, you're going here, you're going here, you're going yeah, here, yeah, right? You're district now. You're, you're, you're yeah. just, nope. You have to choose to yeah. want to do that profession. Yeah. And it's a great profession to be in, okay? I don't care what anyone says. It's a yes. great profession. Just yeah. like being a firefighter, being you know, an EMT, mm-hmm. any first responder profession like that, I think is awesome. They're yeah. serving their community. Yeah. Uh, but to go out on a limb and say, well, if you <clears throat> choose to do this profession – but you're a woman or a person of color mm-hmm. that you should get paid twice as much because you got to put up with twice as much is absolutely bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, well, they got to put it up from, you know, people that don't like the police and they got to put it up from the people in their hood telling them, oh, man, you're a seller. This it's just don't be ignorant. That's speaking from a point of ignorance. It's stupid. Officers are paid what they're paid regardless of who they are what race they are, what gender they are. They all do a great job out there. If uh, you feel that they should be paid more, well, they got a, a union, right, and a guild, and they can negotiate contracts and stuff like that. But, I mean, to say that certain officers need to be paid more than others, what are you trying to promote by saying that? Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you trying to promote? Are you saying a certain class of officer based on their race or gender is worth more than someone who isn't? 
Doesn't that spark division? I think it does. Probably with the cause. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. that you know, you're not solving anything. So, mm-hmm. if there needs to be a solution, that that's not it. That one I remember listening to, it kind of bothered me. I'm like, "Man, so does that mean when I was in the military, <clears throat> I should be paid less than someone of uh, 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 that was a woman that was serving? Because they got to put up with more in the military than I did? I'm like, hmm, that wouldn't be right. You wouldn't think of it uh, in any other profession that way. Yeah, that's a, that would be an interesting way <laughs> of, tr- of trying to solve that problem. But... That's the thing when you're, especially when you're trying to solve like these kind of issues, like from there, especially it's like how, like well one, like how would that get implemented, and also why why would that get implemented, in the in that kind of way, yeah it would be it would be an interesting venture, and also just cause yeah like you like you mentioned like sparking division in that kind of way because then what's the incentive then if you're not one of those people that to, oh, yeah yeah like from there. What's the incentive, right? Yeah. Shouldn't it be? Uh, it should always be. I've never believed in affirmative action. I just thought it should be the best person qualified for the job. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, uh, woman, man, any transgender that you identify with. It's just the best person for the job. And if they do the job the best, bam, make it happen. That's That's me. That's what I agree. But I don't know. Some people disagree. And if they do, I please convince me. Like that meme that says the chalkboard, you know? <laughs> convince me otherwise. <laughs> and don't 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 use an emotional based argument. You use one with, you know, facts and, and check in with reality and I don't know, man. Anyways, yeah. how do you like being an instructor? <laughs> I do I do like it. It's um it's an interesting I guess it was interesting development in terms of um, once again, especially juxtaposed to how I started in martial arts. But I'd say like the biggest, like the biggest thing is just the 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 learning and the understanding of how others learn. And then I feel that it's definitely helped me like learn on my own, like as well, just just in terms of figuring out the best way to just increase like knowledge and technique like o- overall and i really enjoy that problem in terms of in terms of coaching and i think not even really coaching just kind of guiding people towards like towards becoming better martial artists it's a very it's a very fulfilling thing and i mean clearly it's something i i enjoy um and i plan on doing yeah, I plan on doing it for the rest of my life, just as long as martial arts. Is I was fine. gonna say you have yeah. to yeah. to be any qual. I think any quality instructor or teacher, you yeah. have to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, if you're doing it for a benefit, like someone says, "Hey, if you teach here, we'll give you this benefit," yeah. then you're like, "Yeah, okay." But they probably weed themselves out because there's yeah. there. You really have to want to develop and and have people grow and get yeah. them better. And a For good sure. teacher will, will inspire and want people to do that. Yeah. You know, same way I teach my students when I teach them. Yeah. I want them to be, become better. I want them to be more self-aware and become better shots and better at their training. Yeah. Man, and I enjoy what I do. That's why I asked you from yeah. the same aspect. It looks like you enjoy what you do in helping people grow and develop. Oh, most definitely. And it's kind of, it kind of comes back to the same notion too of uh, enjoying martial arts like for, for that same way because it's, it's can't 
come from like a selfish reason. I mean, it, it may start, but the way the way it's the sustainable way is definitely it has to come from like um, yeah from a positive intrinsic like notion with, within yourself, like for sure. And I think that's how. Honestly, I think that's how I see like anyone I, I admire in terms of like in terms of instructor or in terms of somebody that's like a master's in their craft like that's because I try to look at I mean just try to look at getting better you know each day and then that's what I try to do who <laughs> oh, speaking to, yeah. of which you know yeah. who are some of your influences at AMC that helped you grow oh definitely I mean the ones like of course Matt I mean, yeah, he's yeah. Matt, from, Matt. From, from we'll just top. say Matt's a staple yeah. for everybody Matt's a staple for everybody of course like Trevor, Trevor Jackson right that's uh, uh, <laughs> a DJ, I've known that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> for a little bit, and um, let's see. I guess <laughs> I, I guess old, I'm gonna put yeah. you on the spot, but yeah. Jolo, and say yeah. which one of your training partners that you started with that's maybe still there or maybe have gone or yeah. some new ones. Who who helps you? Yeah, on the on the on the daily right now. Who helps you? Who helps me on the, on the yeah. daily right? Yeah, call now. them out by name, man. I'm just, yeah, call them out and see who's who's yeah, your see, guy, see, man. Yeah, see, see, see who's really listening. In that kind of sense, I still. Um, let's see. I remember. Oh, I remember my my first submission wrestling class was taught by a good old Johnny Cage. Johnny <laughs> Cage, isn't he awesome? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then I was like, oh, this, is this like, is this what instructor should be? And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as you know, I was like, oh, I, this is not what I thought it was gonna. But yeah, and it's um, yeah. So I remember good old Johnny Cage. I remember. Uh, of course, you mentioned right, Mike Richardson. I have oh. I've happened to have Mike. Him you know what? Yeah. You know we. You know his nickname, right? Yeah, two twenty. No, yeah, man, well, don't don't one. buy the not. Yeah. That's fake news, right that's there. Two twenty is fake yeah. news. That's okay. a self given nickname. Self-given Do you get to nickname. pick your own nicknames in the gym? No, that's not true. Would yeah. I have picked drama? Yeah. No, no. His nickname yeah. is Raindrop. It's Raindrop. Okay. Why? Oh, that's right. Because when it hits you, it feels like a drop of rain. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike would say, "Oh." Uh, no, they call me Raindrop because it turns to a flood and you drown in a sea of submissions. <laughs> oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike Richardson, wow. Johnny Cage. The, the spin on that. Yeah, yeah. the spin. But uh, <laughs> let's let's see. Who, who else have, have I known? Got, um, <laughs> I got I got my, my sometimes co-host of the show, Scott McDonald. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, I've, I've trained, having to train with like... Yeah, for sure. A, lo- a lot of people throughout the years. Um, let's see who who else. I mean, I got I got the untrained intern. I still or the unpaid intern. The I, unpaid I, I, intern. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, talking about kids these days. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I, well, he's I, a good I, yeah. kid. I like him. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He's a good kid, but it's like it's like just dealing. I was like, oh man, I've I'd never. Um, it's odd because you you never you never think of yourself as like because because you live you know you don't think of yourself as like getting older. I'm like oh man, definitely generations changing <laughs> in in terms of that for sure. So so that that's a reminder like for me, um, yeah. I mean, I pretty much just appreciate pretty much anyone that's 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 trained with me or I've gotten a chance to train with. I, um, yeah, I just always try to be like open book and just listen like are you training right now have you been training with yeah. the, any consistent people yeah yeah no for during sure. during this uh yeah during during, yeah, during, during the i'm yourself. sorry during this yeah 
scandemic. Oh, yeah. I said it. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I've been. I'm doing a lot of Zoom training, Sean. That's that, that, that's, that's awesome. Question. Yeah, it's a lot of Zoom training daily. Just you know, the solo drills. But uh, and then it's it comes back down to. Uh, I think it really comes, I mean, because we're talking about, like, what keeps people in. Uh, in terms of, like, martial arts, it's just, yeah, it's just wanting to be there, you know? It's just, and it's figuring out, you know, who actually, who actually is in your corner, who actually wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake, like, you can't fake desire, <laughs> you know? Nope. You, you can, you can, <laughs> you can say a lot of stuff, but it's kind of like what you're talking about, like, when... Uh, when push comes to shove, when the going gets tough, you know, add, you know, cliche here, when times get tough, you have to ask yourself, like, do you still want to be in there? And I respect, I respect all the people that put themselves like through that struggle. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately for me, uh, I've been pretty, uh. I've been pretty blessed having the ability to train with a lot of good people over the years consistently. Uh, some gone, some go, um, some are still here, yeah. But uh, you know, I can say recently during this, I've been doing some Zoom training too. Zoom training. No, I'm not going to lie because you know that's not me. <laughs> Hell no, I've been doing real training outside, yeah. of course. But uh, yeah, you know, working with uh, with Raindrop. Yeah. Um, if he's listening, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll share it with him. Share, yeah, share it with him. If he's not listening, share it with Raindrop. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another one, you know, um, uh, Neil. Yeah. Neil. Neil. Um, Neil's been a pretty good training partner because uh, I think uh, we get together and we all do pad work and we do some training, some cardio and some strength training, some kind of nice. We've been getting a uh, couple of guys, uh, uh, try to call a couple guys out to do it. Um, I, I know you know Armin. Yes. Yeah. Yep, Armin. But uh, it seems like every time it comes uh, time to do the deed, he's yeah. all – I'm afraid. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just joking if you're listening, yeah. Armin. But no, no, I've had Armin on before as well, and then he's trained by Zoom. But uh, uh, yeah, by yeah, Zoom. By, by Zoom. Of oh, course. so he's trained. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah. by Zoom, but he yeah. won't come with us. I know. Tra- I know. Interesting, right? Oh, yeah. Armin, man. Oh, man. oh, okay. You better stick to those backyard <laughs> yeah. brawls, Armin. You better stick to those head kicks or something. Uh, <laughs> yes, but um. Yeah, and no, and and that and that's the thing too. When it comes down to you know getting people, or I guess again consistent training partners, in that kind of sense, it's like yeah, you can't. Uh, or also just being an instructor as well, it's when people. I really don't listen to what people say. I just I just watch their actions because their actions show their true intentions. Absolutely, in that kind of sense. Because you can say, you know, yada, 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 you want to be here, but it's like, hey, man, if you don't show up and put in the work, then clearly you don't want to be here. It's that That's just how it goes. And I don't need to say any more. You don't need, I guess, there's really nothing left to say, and there's nothing you can say that can change my mind otherwise, like, from there. So, uh, yeah. Couple of cliches, but I yeah, think sure. uh, like everyone wants to be a gangster till it's time to do till gangster it's time shit. To do gangster shit, no. right? You know, it's so very true. everyone yeah. wants to be a, a like in my in my world, yeah. everyone wants to be an operator in time yeah. until it's time to do operator. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think some people are more infatuated or fan, you know, they romanticize about the idea of yes. being like, oh, I'm in the fight game, this yeah, and that, yeah. than actually doing the work to be exactly. You know, in the fight game. Yeah, I know everybody want to be a fighter until, <laughs> until, until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you have to decide real quick how how bad you want to to be there. So yeah, and 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 that's why 
of course I respect all the people I train with because yeah they did want to be in there and then whatever you know paths they decide to you know go on afterwards like whatever that's that that that's their decision but for a moment in time they 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 wanted to train and i appreciate the opportunity like to train with them at that time and yeah that's the thing too it's just all about yeah it's all about like continuing that journey and i'm glad i'm still continuing that that journey i'm I'm sure you're in that same notion absolutely man i'm glad man we're very blessed with the people we train with you know so almost definitely for sure it's uh yeah, because because that's the thing. It's <laughs> it's it's a very it's it's a one of the most real things like you can yeah, you can experience in an increasingly fake world. So it's kind of refreshing. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You ain't there. Ain't no faking when you're getting punched in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You you can't fake. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't fake that pain. Can't fake that struggle. But you also can't fake that heart. You right, know? man. And, and, that, and, that, uh, and that's definitely what I respect the most. Like from that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> those gangsters that do the gangster shit. It's like and but that's the thing, you don't need to claim to be a gangster, you just get, just do the gangster shit and yeah, then just, people just will go say, in and do it. Yeah, just just go in and do it and then that's uh uh but what did Denzel say? Thing. The yeah. loudest man in the room is the yeah. weakest man in the room. Yeah. It's yeah. That's more often than not, that that's very true because once again it goes back to like the loudest person, most likely, is the most insecure person, like from there, and yeah, it's <laughs> why why do your words need to be so loud? Right, <laughs> that kind of sense. Let's use your actions a little. How about the quietest person we know, who is one of the <laughs> the loudest with actions, right? Yeah, yeah. Trevor Jackson. Yes, that guy. You you'd be hard pressed to get a word in. Uh, I mean, yeah. for him to get a word yeah. in edgewise, man. Exactly. He was not, but that man was about business. Yeah. I probably heard him say two sentences the whole time I talked to him. No, just, I think yeah. that's all he ever said to me was yeah. two sentences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the entire, <laughs> the entire, yeah, yeah. the entire X amount of years I knew him. Yeah, you write out Trevor's script. It's like, oh, there it is. There it is, half a paragraph. Yeah. Oh, oh man. okay. He sure was talking. It wasn't. But that yeah. guy, he could talk. <laughs> <laughs> he he loved to talk. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, okay. I guess um, I guess we can we can start closing it down. But uh, any like last words, Sean, before we uh, sign off here? Yeah. Um, no, I just want to tell you, hey, thanks, man. I enjoyed being on here. This is a great podcast. You're doing a great thing, Pacholo. Uh, I'm glad you're continuing with AMC. You're doing excellent as instructor. People are blessed that no people are Thank blessed you. to come through there and learn and, and such. Uh-huh. And I hope um, you know more people from the gym listen and they, and they appreciate it. Um, give a shout out to myself. Just because I want to promote my own website, it's uh, no, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Um We didn't get into it, but it's uh, what I do. You know, defensive training for yeah. uh, firearm safety, marksmanship, and defensive mm-hmm. tactics. Um, also, give a shout out to uh, Raindrop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. I've been trying to get them on here too, and it's just coordinating schedules. It might be fun if like both to get both of you guys on the same. Time. Oh my god, no! I think, I think that'd be interesting. Oof. Well, you gotta tell your audience this ain't a PG show. <laughs> then be, that would hey, not be a PG show. Well, they they should know it's not a PG, <laughs> not a PG show. Um, with, but I think I think that'd be a, a fun time. Other than that, man, yeah, yeah uh, I know I shouldn't do this, and I'm sorry. Don't edit. <laughs> don't edit me out. But woo, Trump 2020, baby. That's my. That's yeah. me. That's drama. No, no problem, man. That, uh, and that's the thing. It's this should be like an unfiltered place, and I think that's 
Well, and the, and that's the thing. Oh man, look at that. I mean, no matter what my and notions or political notions are, I don't need to be offended. By, by oh, you know, man, I'm those, sure you have those, guests that are like Biden like, 2020 yeah. and Trump 2020, and guess yeah, what? Right. We're all friends. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh wow, look at that. Like <laughs> being cordial with with people that don't have the, the, the same, same political views. Like, oh, man, man, that's crazy. What a crazy world we live in. But um, <laughs> yeah. It's, Other than that, man, hey, I appreciate it, dude. I'm no problem, man. sorry. Appreciate I got time. Yeah, straight from the field, uh, the gut and a deer. <laughs> Taking it to the butcher and coming here to do this awesome podcast. So, yeah. no, man, appreciate you. That's been Sean Wade, everybody. Thank you. Oh, yeah, drama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Pacholo. Yeah. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.